I'd like for us to consider something that may be a little odd, and that is to go back to one of the Christmas passages of Luke 2 for our devotion this morning. Um, It's kind of a unique time of the end of a year to look backwards, but also forwards, as uh, we have been commenting on along the way here as we've approached the end of the year. So uh, I'd like to see if we can squeeze a little more out of our Christmas narratives, Um, even one passage from Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to have a few comments Basically, I'm going to ask that you enjoy a text with me as we just kind of traverse through some of this passage, and then there'll be some brief applications at the end. But I think you'll understand why we take the runway, so don't let the length of the runway scare you. Uh, When we lift off, it'll be pretty quick. Luke chapter 2 and verse uh, 8, before we do that, let's pray, and then uh, we'll ask, ask for God's help as we look at his word. Father, thank you for the text we have before us from Luke chapter 2. I don't know of very many occasions other than Christmas time when we look at this text. And yet there is so much here, and even that which pertains to transition from one year to the next. And so give us your mind, the mind of Christ, and the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit to us as we look at Luke 2, beginning in verse 8. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the Lord didn't need to know that it was verse 8. He knows that. But um, So Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 says this, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And it's striking to me that the Lord identifies shepherds. Shepherds were the lowest caste of people in Judea. They were what we would consider today um, um, minimal, um, minimal as far as their income and their livelihood. Uh, a, a pejorative term might be calling them lowlifes. They were, they were poor. They often had a very poor reputation as being. Um, unscrupulous in their in their ways of doing things they were even because they had to stay away from the temple for long periods of time they were considered unclean and so this is a this is a very difficult group of people um, shepherds that the Lord chooses to come to as they were watching their flock by night so if we could just consider this this is their normal way of life they were just out doing their stuff they were out taking care of business, they were out tending their sheep, this was their normal livelihood. Um, But the Lord interrupts them in verse 9, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Now that's quite a statement, and as a preacher, I'm tempted to park there, but I'll not. But just think about normal, nighttime, taking care of the herd and, or the flock, and, um, and lo, okay, the the angel of the Lord came upon them, and as if that were not enough, the next phrase, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. So this is majestic. This is supernatural. This is brilliant. And if we could take a a jaunt and look at the other some other passages of Scripture where the glory of the Lord was evident, this is arresting. This is drive them to their knees type of thing. Um, and so the text says, and they were sore afraid. And as if that were not enough, 
Verse 10, the angel speaks. Okay, the angel said to them, so um, I, I've never heard an angel talk, but I've, I've often thought one of these days we get to hear the voice of Jesus. There will be a day when we get to hear the voice of our Redeemer. Even say your name. This is going to be a special time, but here they're hearing an angel talk. And the angel said, fear not. Why? Because they were fearing. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now think of this. This angel is saying, I have a message from God. But this message is not just for you. This is a message that's going to come to you and go through you. Um, um, I, this message is for others. And we just have to put ourselves in the angel's shoes or maybe the angel's sandals. I'm, I'm the shepherd's sandals. Um, wait a minute. Us? We're the low people. We're the humble people. We're the misfits. We're the people that we're out here in the keeping our sheep by night. Um, why us? And maybe you're saying this is going to go to all people, but we don't see anybody else around. There's nobody else here. What is this? But please be reminded, as I heard a, a pastor say once, God never wastes the manifestation of his glory. God has a purpose in all of this, and uh, he invests it in these humble, simple shepherds. So really, this is what we're praying for. We're praying, God, we are just humble, simple servants on this Zoom prayer meeting. And uh, would you use us to manifest your glory to others? This is a, this is a recipe for awakening, a recipe for revival. Some of you know the um, author, um, uh, historical author J.C. Ryle. He said this, and this is fascinating. Uh, it's the only thing I'll quote today other than Scripture. But uh, J.C. Ryle said this, The spiritual darkness which had covered the earth for 4,000 years was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and peace with God was about to be thrown open to all mankind the head of Satan was about to be crushed. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. The mighty truth was about to be proclaimed that God would be just and yet for Christ's sake justify the ungodly. Salvation was no longer to be seen through types and figures, but openly and face to face. So what a transition these shepherds are finding themselves in. What a, a unique time of history as we look at a unique time of transitioning from one year to the next. Um, this is a unique time. So verse 11, here's the uh, continuation. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, we read this, and we hear little kids talk about these things at Christmas programs, and we read through this maybe with our family at Christmas time, and it's easy for us just to run right through this. But please be reminded that they did not know the Messiah was coming or had come. They, all through the Old Testament, the Messiah was prophesied, 
And now this angel is saying the Savior, the Messiah, Christ the Lord is here. Um, This is huge news. Most important news of all eternity is given to these shepherds. And they must have been in bewilderment, if that's a word. They must have been bewildered. Um, So out of kindness and grace, the angel said, okay, let me confirm this to you, what I'm saying. Verse 12, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, this is really interesting. Um, He's telling the shepherds, you will be compelled to go looking for this Messiah. And when you do, this is what you're going to find. And you will know it when you see it. So there was going to be a search, and maybe there was going to be some door knocking going on. Um, or tent flap knocking, whatever the case may be. You will know it when you see it. So this is such a beautiful picture of the sovereignty of God, the control of God. Um, Yet, shepherds, God wants to use you, and God is going to use you. And I find this very encouraging, that, that God in his wisdom uses simple people. And if that's not enough... Then we find in verse 13, and suddenly, (laughs) I just, I mean, these shepherds must have been completely beside themselves with all of this new stuff. They were just simply out in their field by night, okay, watching over their sheep, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude, so something small from one angel to a multitude, and you have, we have to remember that there really had been about 400 years of silence in between what we would consider the Old Testament and the New Testament, and now this this volume of activity. Um, A multitude of the heavenly host, angels that surrounded God's throne, praising God and saying, now, um, I have just got out of time, but I'm going to continue just for a few moments. So it's almost as if the um, the Venetian blinds, if that makes that maybe a I don't know if that means anything to you, but the Venetian blinds of the of the atmosphere were raised to where these shepherds could see into that realm that we can't normally see into, and uh, they see these this heavenly host praising God, and this is what they were saying: "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men." So the effect on humankind of Jesus coming is peace on earth. Um, Peace to those who accept him as their Savior. Reconciliation. Verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, and I'm going to pause there because this is where I'm actually been headed. No doubt the shepherds, as the angels receded and the quietness came, they are faced with something. Now what do we do with this? What do we do with this? Maybe they're looking back and they're thinking, Okay, we were in the in the pasture. Now we've seen the glory of the Lord. Can't, do we just enjoy this? Do we just keep this to ourselves? Um, okay, it's a treasure. Do we just marvel at what's going on? God has blessed us. No, they have a choice. To whom much is given, much is required. And so what will we do 
with this information. And we, and ladies and gentlemen, we have to ask ourselves, we're looking back over a year, 365 days today we've been praying. We have to look back at what God has done in our hearts. We have to look back at what God has invested in us in this praying, the school of prayer, um, the victories we've seen, the salvations we've seen, the conference we've seen come and go, uh, those that we've seen graduate to heaven, the discipline that we've demonstrated even in praying for an hour. Um, We have a transition, but yet we have to look back and then look forward. And so the shepherds said to one another, let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. And so three points of application. I told you long runway, short takeoff. Um, First point of application is that they responded with immediate action. They didn't sit around. They responded, let us go now, even unto Bethlehem. Uh, And I'm going to ask us, even at this point, what is God challenging you to do? What is God challenging me to do? How, what kind of obedience is God asking you to have? Uh, what is God asking you to step out by faith and do for him? I don't understand what God could do, but God's demonstrated his glory in my life, and that's not an accident. It could be, who do you? who is God burdening your heart even right now to give the gospel to, or write a letter to, or hand a tract to? So um, they responded with immediate action. And then verse 16, and they came with haste, okay? Um, they responded with zeal. They were on a mission. They, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And uh, the word found there has to do with found after a search. So they were seeking, but as the angel had led them to believe, you'll know when you see it, and they did. It was very sweet to them. So they responded with immediate action, and then they functioned as an ambassador or ambassadors. Because look in verse 17. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them. So they had received this word from the Lord as we have received God's word, and then they just simply let the lion out. They just simply told. They made known abroad the saying which was told them. And um, basically, they took the handoff from the angels, and they carried the word of God past where the angels could carry it. So God relies on human ambassadors. We don't know why, but he does. So, which was told them concerning this child, and all they that heard it wondered at these things, at those things. This is Holy Spirit activity. They wondered at these things. I mean, these were shepherds, low lifes, but yet the message they conveyed was carried by the Holy Spirit to where people were saying, this is amazing, which were told them by the shepherds, um, knowing that they had a message from heaven, knowing that the authority was not their own, God was at work. And then thirdly, they returned to their lives. They, they went back, but they were changed. They were changed people. And I believe we are changed people, having gone through 2021 together and having seen the glory of the Lord in our prayer time. Um, they just, they returned to their lives. They returned to their jobs. They just kept plotting, as, as Brian was commenting on Wednesday. They were just went back to digging ditches in a dry land, and, um, these, 
these men had very little to offer society, but they had a lot to offer from God to their culture. So this is the glory of the Lord to common people. Um, I just uh, think back now that we've got a year in back of us and a year ahead of us, can we think about how we're going to respond to the glory that we've seen and let God use us in great ways. Ask God to use us in great ways. Even if he starts small, like one angel, and there's a multitude that follows, God, we're good if you start small. We're good if you keep it small, if it's what you're doing. But thank you, God, for letting us be involved. 